Greetings, we're Technically a Conversation, a podcast for curious people by curious people. Every week, we take turns presenting a new topic, and the other host has no idea what the topic will be. We strive to educate in a way that's loose and fun. Our topics are all over the place, from light and funny to dark and sometimes spooky. Some of the topics we've covered include urban legends, civil rights activists, vampires, pop culture icons, the supernatural and occult, spies and espionage, science and astronomy, and other weird and random things. If any of these topics interest you, give our podcast a shot. Listen and subscribe at technicallyaconversation.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Parental advisory, we might use strong language. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. She's back. We're back to normal. Kind I know. Of. <laughs> I think I'm like 99%. I've stopped uh, coughing things up. So that's fun. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did drink a whole thing of lemonade before this. So like now you have to deal with the mouth noises that I'm not going to, you know, mm-hmm. practice my, right now. My new recording ritual is to get a sweet tea. Well, a half sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm also... Got lots We're of a little fun gummy. We're a little gummy right now. My favorite word, gummy. Gummy. What's you call Jordan like a little gummy bear? I know when I first found out I was pregnant with Jordan, my first sonogram, she looked like a gummy bear. So I called her my gummy bear until I knew what she was. Well, there you go. Yeah. But we're back. Maybe better than ever. Probably not. Maybe. It's okay. We're like the same. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. So it is December. It is. it is the last month of 2022. Mm-hmm. We brought back the special music. Yay! Yeah, we did. It's uh, <laughs> I know I worked so hard on that music. I hope you guys like. I don't know, but a lot of brainstorming from us to get that done. <laughs> yeah, th- those were some sleepless nights, but whatever. <laughs> so we're in the month of December. So we did the special music because we're just like we're just kicking it off. It just seems right to do so. It's cold again. I think it's yeah. like it depends. It really depends on where you're at, obviously. And like here, it just keeps fluctuating. It's yes. like 60, then 30, then 20, then 50. And it's like it cannot figure it out. And it's fine. It's whatever. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, and I feel like also for some reason, I just couldn't get into the Halloween spirit. I just no, really no. want to get into some type of spirit. So Thanksgiving Christmas was even is. a little off. So like, yeah. So here we go with Christmas. We're going to give it a try. Now I will start celebrating Christmas. I am the person, I am the person that like Thanksgiving gets its time. Yes. So once, truthfully, I got my Christmas stuff up here right after Thanksgiving. Have I put it up yet? No. I haven't. But I will get there. I just got my decorative pillows. I haven't done anything (laughs) else, which is all I did for Halloween. And I'm like, no, not again. (laughs) I know. We did get the Halloween stuff down. Uh, We just, and then I got the Christmas stuff up. But now we're sitting in limbo, so I got to make some time for that. I got another vacation coming up. I, I make It sounds like I have all this money for all this vacation time. Alas, I do not. <laughs> uh, I'm just going out of town for the weekend, but I'll find time. I will find time. I have half a vacation day left to take because I end up working half of my one day of my vacation days. And I was like, right. Lord. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. But anyway, so like I said, I'm better now. Yay. But I was sick. Boo. Which meant... 
uh, between me being sick, Maddie was sick before that, you and Jordan were sick before that. Mm -hmm. So for the last like, oh, I don't know, month, month and a half. It's been We've all been sick. And I, this is, you know, full transparency. We did not get to travel anywhere. It, there was no way. It just, I don't know, between the holidays and between just everybody dying at one point or another, <laughs> yeah. it just wasn't worth it. We couldn't really make it work. So instead we're doing like just, just sort of a makeshift episode. It's not quite a listener episode, not quite mm-hmm. a, you know, location episode. We're doing whatever we want because it's our podcast so well and we kind of thought about with our um traveling through the alphabet of the united states Mm -hmm. that is the united states um we didn't want to take away i get have a random episode thrown in there and take away from one of the states so instead we're going to kick off december with a christmassy episode yeah so hopefully we get us all kick-started into the into the christmas spirit or holiday spirit. Holiday spirit, yes, yes. That's a true. We, uh, we celebrate Christmas. It's a hard habit to break. But I am a happy holidays person. I don't have to say Merry Christmas. Yeah, no, because there is, in fact, more than just Christmas out there slash nothing at all. Some people just don't celebrate because, wha- because whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everybody can do whatever they want. And we're not actually going to get into that a whole lot. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I could. I we, When we were brainstorming this episode, I started to and said, Megan was like, so not that question (laughs) she was cutting out any way for me to get heated which is hard to do anything to do with religion or which we i think we've we probably avoided it with the question with the stuff we're gonna cover yeah i i don't cover it at all i don't Mm -hmm. believe no but then we start asking ourselves you know this is our third christmas episode which is wild Mm -hmm. And our first Christmas episode, the first year we started doing this, we covered um, uh, different holiday... Entities? Yeah. I guess like how we have Santa Claus and there's... uh, Krampus and Tito. Yes. The pooping log. (laughs) Our favorite. (laughs) Was it Tito? Not Tito. Um, Tio? No. Tio. It's Tio. The pooping log or something like that. Just look up the pooping log. Is yeah. You beat a log with a stick until stuff falls out of them, and when stuff <laughs> stops falling out, it's over. <laughs> it's, that's it. That's that's the holiday. That's the holiday. Yep. Um, I I laughed so hard for that <laughs> dumb thing. And then our last Christmas episode, we talked about our holiday episode. We talked about holiday traditions and uh, just I think around the globe again. We didn't just stick with the U.S. You know what? Last year was kind of a blur. I don't remember. I don't either. But this year, we started asking ourselves the real questions. Statistics. I know. It's very boring. Welcome to our episode on stats. About Christmas. No, it's. I think it's interesting. I said it sounds boring. It doesn't mean that it is boring. We're going to have fun with this one. I know. I like, at first I was like, oh, this feels like actual research now. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. I like learning about, I like having knowledge that is of no use to anybody. <laughs> Useless knowledge. Well, you can school people now when you have your holiday get together this year. And tell them all the dumb things they don't care about. Tell them an interesting fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let us cover then the 12 stats of Christmas. <laughs> We're so clever. Okay. That's the best we got. The so. first stat of Christmas that I will give to you is <laughs> how I wanted to know. One of the first things I thought of is 
How many cities in the United States are named Santa Claus? Yeah, I don't know why you like came out sweet. You're like Santa Claus cities. Like as you were making the list, you're like number one, easy, obvious. It was obvious. Okay, I want to know how many do you think there are? So I think it was obvious for you to ask that question because for those of you that are not from Indiana that don't know, even if you're not from Indiana, you've probably heard of a little place called Holiday World holding mm-hmm. many like national and worldwide rankings of roller coasters, water slides, water parks, free food drink or free food god i wish no free drinks free soft, soft drinks, drinks free oh, sunscreen free parking yeah the stupid commercial <laughs> uh point is holiday world is located in santa, santa claus, claus indiana so mm-hmm. how many santa clauses are there in the united states i'm gonna say seven i thought it was going to be a large number relatively is that cons- would you say that was large i was thinking more no, I can't imagine. It's a novelty thing. I My gut is saying seven. It is not seven. Mm-hmm. Was I close? No. Dang. <laughs> um, there, is it like more than that? No. Oh. There are. Indiana's that special? Yeah. Wow. Oh, three. There are three. Yeah. <laughs> three Santa Clauses. And I'll tell you what states they're in. Okay. We already gave you Indiana, so you knew there was going to be Is that the one. most popular one? Not to be selfish. Um, well, I guess obviously we don't know what's in the other ones, but I didn't look too much into the other two. I do know coming across some other things that I'll touch on later that several letters that are written to Santa actually end up in Santa Claus, Indiana. So they have post. Yes. Yeah. 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 Postal workers who are dedicated to responding to the letters that get sent there that's crazy i want to guess randomly that one of them is in wyoming because that feels like a very wyoming thing to do no it's (laughs) not i was is it over there no oh well dang okay they're both uh southern states georgia georgia and And, (laughs) uh louisiana no okay i don't know texas no i quit you're getting closer (laughs) though it's arizona oh one of the hottest freaking states is like mm, santa claus yes (laughs) no offense i guess you can all have christmas but i don't what must it be like to live in states that don't get snow like literally when texas gets like dustings and Mm -hmm. they close the school because there was blowing snow i said huh (laughs) right they panic there was an update I heard on the on the news, on the radio, I believe, that here where we live in the county that we live, they're not going to be doing snow days this year. Yeah. That instead, when we get snowed in or if, you know, the weather doesn't permit for people to travel to like the physical schools, they're going to have online classes. Yeah. Because, I mean, all students are now equipped with Chromebooks and stuff, which is crazy to me. Like, where did you all get that money? They probably didn't, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, our county, I'm sure others have been doing it or will now do it, uh, is not going to have any snow days, which mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure they're like, man, that sucks. But y'all don't realize that we had to add like extra weeks to school when it we was, were in school. It was fun at the time. It for you, as far as day. instant gratification goes. Yes, wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> uh, at the end of the year when it's like, technically, you're done. Yay. But we've got 11 days to make up. Nah. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. It was awful. But yeah, the, okay, we're starting off 
just a little soft intro there. So there you go. There are three Santa Claus cities in the United States. And I'm sure they capitalize on it the way that Indiana does. Yeah, I'm certain. Certain. All right. Well, now we're going to cover money. We love money. Capitalism. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how much money is spent on Christmas decorations, etc., I know. So here's, I got some bullet points for you. This is coming from explodingtopics.com. Okay. Okay. Uh, Americans spend approximately $1,000 on Christmas each year. Oh, just like as a total presence, decorations, food. Yes. Yeah. So I will say I tried to look up how much they spend on decorations. That number is in here, but truthfully, it was a little dry. And I kind of liked all the other information that came along with it. So this is like encompassing. It's covering stuff like food, presents. Uh, I don't know if it covers travel, but decorations, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, 65% of U.S. holidays holiday budgets are assigned to gift purchases so more than half of our budgets are usually towards gifts okay u.s holiday sales have grown year over year for over a decade so since i believe 2008 it has the 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 amount on which we spend on christmas has gone up every year it has not dropped since but i mean mike i didn't get into it and i could have is are they accounting for inflation because like the gift that i bought last year if i buy it this year is probably more expensive in the year after that and the year after that because that's just the way that capitalism works right so are they accounting for inflation or just like dollar to dollar are we spending more because like you know by design of course that's true yeah any hoot 96 percent of americans buy gifts for their families okay Americans spend well over $200 a year on non-gift items. And even though it's like $1,000, like we spend on average $1,000, that's like, that's wild. Well, that's okay because we're like middle of the road. Canadians oh. spend roughly twice as much. Well, sorry, that was a hard, huh? <laughs> uh, Canadians spend roughly twice as much as Americans during the holidays. Wow. Mm-hmm. On average, Now, here comes the stereotypes. Men spend 10% more than women on holiday purchases. And we know that is probably because they're buying jewelry. They're buying, like, the big ticket things to impress because their personality isn't good enough. Oh, Oh, sorry. Coming out (laughs) swinging. I had to get something. (laughs) I almost said something. Hot take. (laughs) I know. I was going to say something that would be controversial, but I'll keep that to myself. Oh, okay. Just just let the the lesbian hate men. Okay? It's okay. God. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Uh, but no, they, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they spend more also because like, mm, you know, I, you would think it would be close though, because men typically we're talking your average, like, you know, white man, whatever. I shouldn't say white man, but your average dude mm-hmm. uh, wants like power tools and stuff for his car and like manly things. And like, those are expensive too. Yeah. So it doesn't. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but anyway, I I was taking it dangerous. Or I was taking dangerous paths there, and I'm gonna stop now. <sighs> uh, let's see. The highest spending Americans over the winter holidays are aged 45 to 54. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, it sounds about right. They whatever. Uh, the Northeast outspends the South by around a hundred dollars per person each year, but when they broke it down into like the the regions of america Mm -hmm. it's within like a hundred dollars that's not a huge deal no gift cards are the most popular present to receive uh 
And I'm like, says who? Because honestly, like, a gift card is a cop-out, and sometimes you don't have much of a choice. But, like, yeah. it's not my favorite to receive. No. Well, and I, what I've noticed with kids a lot, I mean, they'll ask for gift cards because they're like, you're not going to get me what I want, so just get me a gift <laughs> Pretty card. Pretty much. Like, I want this. Just give me the gift card so I can knock off some of the price. Yeah. Uh, 43% of Americans begins Christmas shopping before the end of October, which, like, oh. no Americans that I know, we're all procrastinators. <laughs> not I. More than half, aka 57%, of Americans shop online for holiday purchases, and truthfully, I thought it would be more. Yeah, I've, I'm more of someone who likes to go into stores, but in recent, since COVID, I've... Yeah. Well, grown a liking to the online shopping. That's the other thing, and I was going to point it out as I was reading some of these things, is a lot of these numbers make sense considering COVID, considering COVID, considering inflation, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll run into them as I get there, but some of the jumps and dips and whatever, I'm like, well, duh, that makes sense. Uh, now we're going to read some of the little tidbits that they had. Christmas is a major expenditure for many Americans. According to the latest data from the National Retail Federation, American sco- consumers spend on average $997.73 on gifts and holiday items each Christmas. That's approximately the same as the median pre-tax weekly salary of $1,001. Uh, put another way, the average American spends about a week's salary on Christmas gifts annually. Here's how that $997 is spent. I know I don't have a very fancy job, but like $1,000 is not a week's salary so over here. That's not a week. And yeah, are I'm they like, talking pre-tax? Uh, it did say pre-tax weekly salary. So, I mean, some okay, people, yeah. but yeah, uh, couldn't be me. <laughs> anyway so the things that they're spending it on are gifts for family and friends the, like we're breaking down that thousand mm-hmm. dollars so uh over 600 about 648 dollars goes for gifts for families friends and coworkers. uh food decorations etc is 231 dollars other non-gift purchases for friends and family 118 dollars so uh 65% gifts 20 23% of Americans budgets usually go towards decoration so that answers the general question that we originally had yeah and then the NRF reports that US holiday season retail sales have increased year over year since 2008 like i said earlier last year's holiday season sales were projected to be in the region of 800 843.4 billion to 859 billion dollars Good. And, and that's more than double 2002's figures. So in t- 20 years, it has doubled uh, the figure of 416 billion. God dang. I know. And it's just like, is that inflation? Is that. And, and here's another thing that it doesn't cover is a lot of people, at least a lot of people I've noticed, have been doing this thing where they're buying experiences as opposed to presents. And like. Yeah buying someone i almost said a walkman what year is it buying someone like <laughs> something don't even say a cd player <laughs> I know, I said a walkman. i'm showing my age um but no buying let's even say if you bought someone a switch a switch is still i think 300 dollars right now mm-hmm. like a nintendo switch uh expensive yes but if you want to have an experience and you're going to take your family on that disney cruise which you shouldn't because go look up the 2011 disney cruise uh you know missing person thing there's Uh a whole case there it's crazy anyway that's way more expensive than a switch so but anyway i feel like i don't think inflation is counted for here 
Yeah. Me. Uh, Christmas spending isn't solely limited to gifts. Americans spend on average 231 on non-gift Christmas expenses each year. Non-gift spend... Oh, for Petey's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I've been saying that lately, like, not ironically, so... Oh, no. (laughs) Non-gift spending has been on the rise for some time, with candy and food being the largest holiday expense at $115. Mm. I know, like, just candy. Uh, That's almost two times more than the decoration spending, which, here is your answer, the decoration in in regards to that $997 is about $63. But how much stuff do you accumulate over the years? How much stuff do you get handed down from your parents and your grandparents and you're like, this year I just want to buy some new candlesticks. Next year I want to buy some new... Like, I mean, if you buy a yard inflatable, you can totally blow that. Oh, absolutely. Out of water. <laughs> I am not a yard inflatable kind of person. Sorry. I, I know you are. They can be cool. <laughs> They're cool in the right context. For a while there, they were really like, they were, people were getting out of control, honestly. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm almost done with this little bit. I'm sorry. Greeting cards and postage cost. I don't know if you're going to jump into this one next. I know we're getting there. Um, Americans, sorry, so greeting cards and postage cost Americans on average $29 during the holidays, Hmm. uh, while flowers cost a bit less at $24. And according to World Remit data, the average Christmas sees Americans spending $859 per year. So Americans use just 12% of their holiday spending budget on decorations. Okay. I feel, I thought I had, there were... First of all, the article that I found on that had so much and like so much that I wanted to cover when I was trying to keep it basic. Basically, we don't spend a ton on decorations, but I feel like it's a matter of like, like I got my Christmas tree that I put outside from my grandma and all of the decorations and everything that came with it. Truthfully, I don't buy much. The things that I buy during Christmas time decoration wise are I took my fancy trip to Indianapolis to a Target. I'm like, (laughs) that's cute. I can't buy that in Terre Haute and grab it and go. That's true, I guess. Because we'll just buy a little bit every year, and now Mm -hmm. we've, like, grown this Yeah. So, I feel like there was a lot of comments I had on it, and I'm realizing it was while I was reading the article, which was a very long article, but that's the point. Is truthfully, not a a ton spent on decorations, uh, but just in general, a lot spent. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. I can go ahead and segue then into uh, about... How many, the original question I had is how many Christmas cards are purchased mm-hmm. for the holidays? Yeah. Or holiday cards are purchased. Um, the website that I found had a lot of interesting facts on it. So, again, just to give you the straight answer, it'd be boring. So, I have a couple of stats too, as yeah. far as Christmas <laughs> cards and holiday cards go. All right. So, Christmas time. The holidays is the largest card-sending holiday in the United States, which makes sense. I can't really think of another time you would send cards like that. That's true. And also, I'm sure there's been a sharp decline in Christmas card-sending. I don't know if you're going to cover that. It just seems like a novelty thing. People just send, like, emails and stuff now. They did cover that. I didn't put it in this just because I didn't want to get too deep into it. But I kind of want to send a Christmas card. I was going to yell in the other room, Maddie, we're taking Christmas pictures with all of our animals. Yes, the chickens, too. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. All right. So with it being the largest card-sending holiday in the U.S., there are approximately 1.3 
billion cards sent annually. Okay, so clearly my thoughts are, I'm just like, I'm sure about 10 cards are sent a year. No. <laughs> yeah, 1.3 billion annually. So snail mail is still alive and well. Yeah, considering that's what, more like 12%, like that's a card for 12% of the population. Wait, yeah. How how many people do we have in We're the world? We're about to hit 9 billion. Yeah. And 1.3 Are we talking about the U.S. or... United States, yes. Oh, dang. Okay, that's world population. I don't know about the United States population. So that's a lot. That's a good chunk. That is a lot. Um, So where did Christmas cards originally come from, you ask? If you didn't, you are now. I'm asking yes now. (laughs) All right. So originally, uh, cards were penned by... uh, I put England. English boys (laughs) who were practicing their writing. Okay. And they would write it on a cardstock and then present it to their parents. All right. So it was just a writing exercise. And then it turned into, like, writing poems and stuff. And, yeah. That seems kind of silly. Like, I feel like that is just a thing that people do. And at what point did it make the shift to Christmas? I don't know. You know what I mean? I have no idea. And I, I swore I linked the website to this one, but I guess not. Uh, so I can't tell you where it came from. Oh. <laughs> but... Um, they had a bunch of other stuff on there, but I, I picked a couple more fun stats about the Christmas cards. Did you know that the first official White House Christmas card, do you know which president sent the first White House Christmas card? I guess Was I should ask. Was it pre-Abraham Lincoln? No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess Theodore Roosevelt. No. Dang. <laughs> it was issued in 1953 oh. by President Eisenhower. Okay. I don't know. See, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know when Roosevelt was president, but I feel like I wasn't that far off. Hey, Siri. Closer than Abraham. When was (laughs) Roosevelt president? (laughs) Tell me. It happened from March 4th, 1943 to April 12th, 1945. Oh, wait, that's Franklin Roosevelt. I should have been specific. Oh, that's (laughs) true. Whatever. Okay, and then the last, um, you want to talk about people probably don't send a lot of mail anymore. Mm-hmm. I know this wasn't recent, but I did find one stat that says his name is Werner Erhard, I believe. Okay. He's from San Francisco, and he set the world record for sending the most Christmas cards in December of 1975. Do you know how many Christmas cards he sent that December? More than five. You are not wrong. <laughs> um, just take a stab. So these are handwritten Christmas, or just Christmas cards he sent out. Yeah, he A single said, person oh, sent out Christmas cards in one year? In one month. In one he month. He sent a world record for sending the most Christmas cards in December of 1975. Who keeps track of that? Also, I don't I, have this many. Even If it's more than five, I don't have that many friends. That's why so, I said, I'm like, how many cards did you send to how many people? Because I don't I'm know that say, many people. See, now I feel like I always go really outlandish one way or the other. And you go, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 12,000. No. Is it more? It is more. Who? Uh, 73,000. Okay. You're closer. It's uh, 62,284 Christmas cards sent that December. I don't know that many people. I look at the amount of Facebook friends I have and I go, I don't know that many people. (laughs) Who are all you people? Exactly. The Patrick. Man, no personality, all movie quotes. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I know. All movie and TV quotes. I'm so scared. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yes, that is uh, a Teddy lot. Teddy Roosevelt was the president uh, in 1901 to 1909. So don't let me answer <laughs> okay. any more questions. <laughs> I should have said Franklin. I should have been like, oh, I meant Franklin because that was much closer. It was in the 40s. I meant meant Franklin. Uh, That is my, that's my pet name for Franklin is Teddy. (laughs) It's just an inside joke that we have. Uh, I'm not embarrassed at all. Oh my God. (laughs) Just cut all of this. No. episode's over. Absolutely not. I'm too lazy. All right. That is all I have on Christmas cards. Dang, I gotta get my phone out again anyway. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay yeah i'm lame we keep our notes on our phones we used to do it on paper like i feel like we used to be really who has the time i know we used to be really proper about it uh-huh not anymore but now you don't hear paper shuffling you just say oh my god i almost deleted my note <laughs> yeah so it's a little more awkward <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so Oh, you know, I meant to bundle these two together, but that's okay. Another question that we asked ourselves is, in the United States, who's the biggest spender? Who spends the most on Christmas? Now, I'll tell you what. State-wise? State-wise, yes. State slash city-wise. I didn't get into city. I'll be honest. I didn't see the slash. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I will also be honest. For some reason, I got so many mixed answers. And also, I was trying to find articles, like, in the same time frame. Mm Mm-hmm. I got a lot of different answers on the states that spent the most as far as Christmas goes. And it was silly. Like, they would list the state and be like, this state spends the most. And they have the third most Christmas spirit. I said, who's deciding this? Like, what in the world? Like at a football stadium when they're like, okay, everyone cheer. Raise that decibel. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, who is keeping track of that? But anyway, I saw, like, at first I saw one that said, like, Utah. And I said, that's odd but all right go off um i saw one that said arkansas i saw one that said oh man i can't even nebraska and i said where and i was like what how are you all how do you all think you're right yeah so instead what was a little more consistent across the board is what state spends the most on holidays Okay. Christmas being one of the biggest ones i'm just going to go ahead and say that this is i'm gonna go with a more accurate this is more accurate to me. Okay. What state do you think spends the most on holidays? If I had to pick, I mean, it's not fair because you have like California and Texas with their population. So I would want to go with one of those two. Would I be right in saying Texas? You would not be right. You're oh. actually really far away. Oh. Uh, geographically speaking. I don't know. Montana. <laughs> Starts with an M. Oh, crap. We're in the... um, I've suddenly blanked on every M state. Michigan. Nope. Missouri. No. (laughs) Maryland. I don't... Is it Maryland? It is Maryland. It is Maryland. And here's the reason why. Well, I'm going to cover the reason why they actually pointed out, and it makes sense to me too. Texas is not the most... Basically what it's going to say, and I'm going to read it anyway, is that Maryland probably spends the most because Maryland makes the most money out of any state. Like, by your annual income is the Uh, most in Maryland. Okay. Well, and I guess they could do per capita. It's not fair because, you know... And I say average. Like, Rhode Island is never going to spend the most. Uh, Poor Rhode Island. We've never talked about Rhode Island. I'm like, oh yeah, they're over there. But anyway... 
No, Maryland on average has the highest uh, annual income. Texas is actually quite low. The like average income in Texas is, I believe it said forty, either forty three or forty eight thousand a year. Wow. Yeah. I so would think cost of living there is like low. Low. That's not. I mean, I don't make forty three thousand a year. Like full <laughs> disclosure, but that's you know in the grand scheme of things pretty low considering the average household income in maryland is eighty four thousand eight hundred and five dollars yeah so that'll do it but let's cover some of it our rankings show marylanders i don't know if that is correct it says marylanders (laughs) could spend on average of and keep in mind the u.s average was a little it was 997 yeah uh our rankings show that Marylanders could spend on aver- an average of $2,714.50 this year, speaking, I believe this was 2022, on the holidays compared to just over $1,112 in 2019. So in two years, they doubled their holiday spending. Man, they were just building up through that pandemic. And literally, I should have just... I didn't even mean to. I just said the next sentence was in two years, Marylanders have more than doubled their holiday spending. Yeah. So, and I keep saying, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. But I forgot as I read it, this is holidays, not just Christmas. But I, yeah, I would assume that they're also going to spend more on Christmas. Right. Uh, why are residents of the old line state spending so much more? Put simply, residents in Maryland make more money. Maryland has the highest median household income at $84,805, which is well above the national average of $67,521. Yeah. It stands to reason that people who make more have more discretionary income to devote to the holidays. So just basic economics. They have more money. They're going to spend more money. The Northeast in general, I believe. You give people money, they spend it. They put it back into (laughs) the economy. Look at you doing, I'm proud of you. This is always a me thing. I do. I know. I'm just getting sick. No, it is dumb. It is dumb. (laughs) Like this whole, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. Well, what Megan just said, if you give people money, they spend money. It's wild. If you started paying people more money, they would spend that money into the economy and go back to the economy and it grows it's a circle it is basic economics you don't have to go to school for that look we argued this at my place of employment when it came down to giving us uh people raises and there was a lot of back and forth and disagreement on how much our department should make and we're like it you give us money, we'll bring you money. Like, that's just how it works. That's... It's basic economics. That is, yeah, economics 101. Like, the 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 national average... Or, sorry, the national minimum wage being 725 is a literal joke. Double that is still poverty level. Yes. Like, hello, hello. Mm-hmm. I just... Uh, I don't even know. I don't know about you guys, but when I got my, you know, relief covid relief checks i spent Mm it yeah gave it right back to you guys so it's wild how that works maybe consider that sometime anytime please god help us (laughs) uh that's (laughs) sorry i blacked out what were we just talking about yeah i don't how much we spend no i know we were talking about (laughs) state spending things yeah no there's no argument to be had there i don't care what y'all have to say that is fact factual yes the end the end all right. So that, yeah, that's Maryland. Maryland's out here making money, spending money. Dollar, there you go, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. 
<laughs> okay, I think I'll just roll right along to. I'm like jumping around my note. I'm making this up as I go. Oh, okay, good. We couldn't tell at all. This none is of, so structured. <laughs> none of these are real. I'm just throwing out numbers. Yeah, we're actually just <laughs> making it all up. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, I'm gonna piggyback off my last point where I talked about Christmas cards. And I want to know how many letters are mailed to Santa every year? Uh, that's a good one. That's a good classic question. <laughs> well, because Christmas and I guess Santa Claus in general isn't just a United States thing. He is recognized worldwide. There yeah. are other countries and stuff that believe in Santa and yeah. or, you know, at least have Santa as part of their holiday tradition. Right. Or like so. the same spirit of. Yeah. Yeah. So... This is a pretty short one. I don't have a ton of information on it, but I did think there was an interesting fact about it. And I, because I bring up the international thing for a reason. So the question is how many letters are mailed to Santa? You were already surprised by the snail mail of the billions of mm-hmm. cards, or I guess one single billion that but gets sent out. You know what? How many of those are going to Santa, you may ask? An international mailing organization says that Santa most likely got more than 750 million. You got one of those numbers right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Seven million. Oh, dang. In 2013. Okay. So, truthfully, I couldn't find a a solid number for a more recent year. I'm going to bet that number is lower. I think more kids today probably don't believe in Santa at an earlier age. They start to not believe in Santa just because of the technology they they have access to they're more exposed to things now yeah Uh, yeah and just i don't know and truthfully uh, i don't don't even know how to get into this without i don't want to say that it's controversial but Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm sure that that number has probably gone down to one with the advancement of technology so like we don't hand write things anymore lord there are kids who don't know how to write cursive like, yeah. Which, like, is that super important? No, it's not. I'm sorry. Writing cursive was, like, the least of our worries, and we spent how much time getting that right? But if you can't write it, then you can't read it, and now there are documents and things out there that you physically can't read. Oh, see, okay, I guess you're getting technical on me. It is, everything's important, whatever. <laughs> I, it's history. No, that's, I mean, I guess that's true. I did not consider that. Uh, that you wouldn't be able to read historical documents. But anyway, yeah, between not writing, between being exposed to things sooner because of technology, mm-hmm. between, I don't know, what is the word I'm looking for? I People's like views it, on Christmas and stuff anymore. Yeah. They like their kids to know the truth, the yes. truth, quote unquote. Um, and so they just, and then they tell their friends and ruin everything. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to lose the magic of this episode. Let's, let's no, no. Let's I talk don't about want... the real Santa Claus. I know the real Santa Claus, who's very, very real. He is very real. Listen, the spirit is super real. This is something we like. the The whole spirit, like the feeling, the vibe of Christmas, like that is what Santa essentially is. Mm-hmm. He's a feeling in your heart. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I anyway. reeled it back in. Sorry to poop on it. He gets 7 million letters a year as of 2013 from all over the world. Now, in 2012, the year prior, Santa received the most letters from France. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. 1.7 million French children wrote Santa that year. What happened in 2012 in France? I don't know. The spirit <laughs> was really with them that year. Yeah. But yeah, that's really all I had as far as what I, I can't expand on that too much more, except I told you about where the letters go. So they kind of get split up between the Santa Claus states, I believe, because mm-hmm. there is well, a Santa some Claus. Some people send them to the North Pole, though. Yes, uh, it is. They do mail them to the North Pole, but some of them end up, I think they field them and Mm -hmm. send them out because there is a Santa Claus museum in Santa Claus, Indiana, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them get sent there. I think what I read, I didn't write it down, but um, I... Santa Claus, Indiana gets around 20-some thousand of those letters, which is just a drop in the bucket when you're talking multiple million. But that's still cool. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. We're, I don't think there's going to be a way for us to talk about it. So I just want to mention, like, do we all now at this point know about the Santa tracker? Like, you can track where Santa Claus is oh, and stuff. Oh, see where his... Uh, let's explain it. Because if you don't have nieces, nephews, children, you may not know. Yeah, there is a website, I believe, that you can go on to. And it'll tell you uh, where Santa is. Mm-hmm. And usually, I mean, like, as it's... You want to do it close to Christmas. Like, I would say like it's really hot and heavy the day or two before the night Christmas. before yeah well the night before but he's got to do the whole world you know so and he's moving with the time zone so it's helpful it's in True. his favor yeah but it'll tell you like oh like santa's over melbourne france right now or melbourne france, melbourne uh australia, australia right now so mm-hmm. he'll be getting to you in the next like however many hours and like oh go to, you better go to bed santa's like well now he's in utah hurry up christ like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, no, it's a cool little tracker and it shows there's a GPS and you can see his sleigh and they're tracking it throughout the world. Like, yeah, there, I, know, I think that's cool. There's a lot of fun little things that I've seen because of our nieces over time, mm-hmm. but there's one where you can, an app where you can take a picture of your Christmas tree and it like, essentially it photoshops santa into the picture with it and Mm -hmm. then you can show your kids like look what we got on camera santa was here and Mm -hmm. so you could show them that and it's your house it's not just a stock photo right so of course that's like oh my god santa was in (laughs) my living room (laughs) and then suddenly it's weird they're like did you lock the door (laughs) mom and dad this is not good right um there's the one where you can input like your kids information like give them their name and their age and like what they want for christmas and santa will give you a phone call yeah and, like talk to you personally like oh is this Susie? Mm-hmm. like i heard that you wanted a bicycle this year and it, yeah like they call the child <laughs> this person like santa calls the child yeah there's all sorts of cool stuff out there. <clears throat> you know, I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm slowly becoming a Christmas person. I still have a soft spot for Halloween, but mm-hmm. I'm becoming a Christmas person. I like, okay, I like the lights. It's, I don't want to get into it. This is more for therapy. But <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, just the feeling I get around Christmas time. It's like a bittersweet. Like it makes me sad. That's probably the seasonal depression this one. <laughs> but um, mostly just like, I get weird vibes around Christmas. They're like good, but bittersweet. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's probably just like, I think I feel the sadness of like that childhood wonder is gone. I think maybe that's part of it is like, you can't get that feeling back. Once, 
once Pandora's out of the box, can't put her back in. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. The thing there are a lot of things that I'm like, if I could only experience that again for the first time. Yeah. And that definitely that would be one of them. Mm-hmm. And just the nostalgia of seeing it and remembering years past and things like that. But mm-hmm. just having the wonder of a child, but all the years of being an adult on top of it. <laughs> I don't want to get existential, so let's move on. Let's move on because I'm getting I'm getting weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we're going to cover, this was, I don't know why this was my first thought. I was like, I just want to know because that tree's so gosh darn pretty. Here's a good segue. Speaking of lights, oh. the Rockefeller Christmas tree in New York. We wanted to know mm-hmm. how many lights is on that tree. And and this is just a quick, short answer. But, like, also, I, like, can't wrap my head around some of these numbers. So, okay. and this is specific to this year. This was actually posted in, I, I believe, it's from CNN. And I believe mm-hmm. this article is from October of this year. The it, Rockefeller tree, or they had already planned the tree. Yes. Well, I mean, okay. so they get a new tree every year. Right. And this is this year's tree. Okay. So, well, yeah, because they had to cut it. It's a real tree. They had to cut it down and get it there. Uh, so they oh, knew what man. it was by this point because the preparation for this thing, because of how big it is, they probably needed that much time. Mm-hmm. Because this year's tree is an 82 foot tall or 25 meter tall Norway spruce from Queensbury, New York. The tree weighs about 14 tons and is 85 to 90 years old. Wow, that actually kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. I know. I like this is so stupid. It's not that I thought the tree was artificial, Mm -hmm. but I'm over here like they really go out and they like cut down the perfect Christmas tree big enough for New York. Yeah. And so they cut down this almost hundred year old tree. Yeah, why did that never occur to me? That tree, I, it would have to be that old to be that tall. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, no, I was reading these numbers. I was like, man, these this is like kind of wild. Um, and the tree will feature more than 50,000, 50,000 multicolored LED lights. And it is topped with a Swarovski star covered in 3 million crystals. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like this tree what? is like for so that was the one that got me was the star on top. I was like, come again. <laughs> like how many people attempt to climb that tree just to maybe I would climb it. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I've never considered what the star was. I feel like a lot of people don't. And that's probably why people don't try to climb <laughs> the tree to get the three million Swarovski crystal star off of the top of that tree. I mean, you got it's got a shimmer and people have got to see it from the street. So So and it cracks me up. Okay, this this is funny. Now we can tie in Halloween to this too. Oh good. Because so I said it was eighty two feet tall. That is twenty five meters tall. It is big. Yeah. Um, Maddie, one time, like during Halloween, the, when Home Depot made the skeletons, the giant skeletons, the 12 popular, foot skeletons, twelve foot yeah. skeleton. That's the spoilers. It's twelve feet. Maddie did not know this, so uh-huh. they were talking about the skeleton and like what people do with them and how they have them in their yards. And Maddie was. <laughs> I swear I'm going to get a text here in a second if she can hear me and she's going to be mad. But she, they were talking about how tall they were and Maddie's like, well, yeah, it's got to be like 40 feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I have no concept of it. They're like, 
and she's like is that not right (laughs) it's 12 feet like she i guess we're just so short that we're like you realize that's like taller than a tree right (laughs) so her guess for the skeletons that stand out in your front yard was half the size of the christmas tree in rockefeller center (laughs) which would be horrifying by the way i don't think our house is 40 feet (laughs) oh no it's not i'm crying oh my gosh (sighs) no she genuinely thought it was like that tall (laughs) she has no concept of space (laughs) it kind of whatever you said reminded me of bob's burgers episode where (laughs) tina they throw the toothpicks on the ground they're like how many are there she goes a hundred and there there's, there's three, three. <laughs> <laughs> i love bob's burger then i mean he makes kind of a tasteless jo- well no it's he said it's not he didn't say that where he said you're the worst she says she's artistic and they throw all the they and throw the toothpicks on the ground she says there's a hundred and they go there's, there's three. three you're the worst, the worst kind, kind of artistic, artistic. <laughs> uh, so it's funny it is a little it's tasteless, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Bob's Burgers, I feel like, is a little more uh, woke, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just cracks me up that she really thought that thing was 40 <sighs> feet tall. That's... <laughs> you know, so that, that would funny. make it, if we're going with the same weight as the tree, uh, you know, mm-hmm. however many, t- a seven-ton skeleton, 40 <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> oh, but that's that's the Rockefeller tree. I thought it was interesting. It's sad, but also, like hello with that with that star <laughs> right is it my turn it is your turn yes oh well i'm gonna you gave me a nice little i what? was not what did i ask you however many a seven ton skeleton is what she heard <laughs> well she heard something awful for me earlier <laughs> i, I kind of don't even want to share it just because it is a little sensitive i didn't <sighs> i said are you serious and my watch thought i was talking to it she and then up. <laughs> the next thing word that came out of my mouth was i want to die and when i said that she goes it sounds like you need someone to talk to and gave me the suicide hotline number mm-hmm. i was like what yeah which i mean <laughs> You're thank just you talking to yourself in the other room i'm just very dramatic i dropped something and said oh i want to die <laughs> she said here's some help i mean thank you siri but it wasn't that deep so that's got man technology something else let's move on anyway yeah speaking of christmas trees i'm i'm asking the real questions out here i'm all over just (sighs) consumerism and getting ahead in life and Mm -hmm. so naturally i asked myself how many Christmas tree farms are there, and are they lucrative? Should it, I think it's because you want to own a Christmas tree farm. Am I in the wrong business? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wanting to know, I've got some numbers for you. All right. This is coming from pickyourownchristmastree.org. All right. <laughs> so I feel like they're definitely on the side of go for that tree farm. <laughs> okay. How many Christmas tree farms are there in the United States? Roughly 15,000. Okay, I wasn't even going to guess. <laughs> I know, it's, yeah. It says there's roughly 15,000, give okay. or take. So, here's numbers for you. Is Get it how ready. many live trees are used each year for Christmas? Um, 
it, it's how many are sold. Yes, I'm going to discuss. This is where we get into the is it lucrative? All I know is I've never done a live Christmas tree. And one of my siblings did one time. And then we had to hear about the spiders that were in that tree. Do you remember? Am I making that up? Oh, I don't know. I swear. Okay, just Brianna, just tell us if that was it or not. Like, <laughs> well, one, animals drinking out of the water that it's in and like the yeah. tannins or whatever that eke into the water, I feel like cannot be safe. And my animals are stupid. <laughs> so like, I don't want to do that. And then if there were spiders or anything in that tree, I would never forgive anyone. I'd go Christmas vacation on it and just throw a match. Throw a lit match into it, yep. Oh, my God. Grace died. Well, (laughs) it starts because the cat drinks the water, dries up the tree, and then they throw a match and see. Yeah. Christmas vacation is something else. Got to watch it every year. Okay, so here's some numbers if you want to know if it's time to start your own Christmas tree I'm going to say probably yes. I mean, it's the long con. It's not a con, but it's... (laughs) You gotta put a lot of time and effort into that. It's a long game, because we talked about how the Rockefeller tree is almost 100 years old. Yes. You would not live to see the outcome of your tree farm if you're selling the... Oh my god, the tree farm... The tree farmer didn't even get to see... Stop. What the heck? What is wrong with you? What happened? Okay. Back up. We're not talking about Rockefeller. We're talking about good old fashioned. That doesn't have to grow to at least two skeletons high. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It takes four to 15 years to grow a typical height Christmas tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Depending on size. Because, I mean, they start around, well, you could get them at, like, three feet tall. But roughly, I'd say five feet all the way up to, like, 12 feet seems to be mm-hmm. probably the biggest buying range. Yeah. Mine's would be seven. my guess. It's yeah. So that's, I think we ended up buying, like, a nine-foot Christmas tree, and it, like, mm-hmm. touches our <laughs> Oh, well, I have, like, high ceilings. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. So. In our back room, we had plenty of room, but I wanted it in the living room, so. Right. We're not talking about my tree, my plastic tree. We're talking about real trees. <laughs> I know mine is also plastic. All right. So in 2000, no, in 2021, it is 2021, but who says that? Yeah. In 2021, 20.98 million real trees were purchased. That's a lot of spiders. And that was actually down from 2019, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. at 26.2 million. So 6 million more. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So here comes your numbers. The price for a real tree in 2020 is going to cost you anywhere from 85 to to $100. I mean, that's not bad, I guess. I mean, you've got the upkeep, and considering most plastic trees fall around the same price. Yeah. Um, depending on the cheap. size. <laughs> mine was yeah. cheap. So your best-selling trees, if you want to know what seedlings to start buying, uh-huh. you're looking for a Fraser fir, a Noble fir, a Douglas fir, a balsam fir, and a scotch pine. Those are the top five. Neat. Now, where are all these trees being grown, you may ask? Several states. Actually, there are Christmas tree farms in every single state in the United States. But there are three biggins. Uh, I want to guess... Uh, is it, like, in the West... West of the Midwest. One of them. Nebraska. No. I'm so desperate for them to be no- <laughs> like no- notable. No. Um, 
Oregon is your number one. Oh, for God's sake. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Washington. North Carolina is number two. Okay. And Michigan is number three. Michigan is something else. A little <laughs> bit of everything. God, I... Listen, one of these days. Yeah, those three... Um, like, Michigan being your top third was just over a million um, trees mm-hmm. being grown. And then every state below it was less than a million. So, I mean, they carry, when you think 20 plus million, Mm -hmm. Oregon's almost got double digits as far as trees go. Doesn't surprise me. I don't know why my mind didn't think of that. Why? Yeah. (laughs) I'm so stupid. (laughs) All right, let's break it down for you now. So, I've told you, in 2022, we've got 20.98 million trees Mm -hmm. at, let's say, the lowest cost, $85 a tree, which isn't, you're going to make more than this. This is just your bottom dollar. Yeah. $85 a tree at 20.98 million. If you do quick math, that is 1,783,300,000 dollars. Wow. Or trees, excuse me, trees. Oh, okay. (laughs) Divide that... By 15,000 farms in the United States. That comes up to $118,886.67 for your farm. Wow. Now, how much does it cost to run a Christmas tree farm? Oh, my gosh. For a 10-acre farm. Okay. You can get seedlings starting at a price of 35 cents a seedling. Wow. Okay? Very cheap. Yes. Buy 200 seedlings per acre, which is plenty of room because mm-hmm. from what i read you can plant almost a thousand trees per acre oh uh, or a thousand seedlings excuse me right right so if you're only planting 200 seedlings per acre mm-hmm. in, or on your 10 acre farm it's okay that's 200 per acre times 10 okay your 10 acre farm it's only going to cost you about 700 dollars a year for those seedlings all right plus you've got your mowing your weed control just additional upkeep on if you're not living on it if it's strictly just for your trees mm-hmm. that additional cost out of one hundred eighteen thousand dollars minimal yeah i mean that's a you're not losing much there mm-hmm. so relatively low cost should you own a christmas tree farm i don't know <laughs> i gave you the numbers so <laughs> is it lucrative do you make one hundred eighteen thousand dollars a year no <laughs> no you don't yeah that is that's what it comes up to so each farm on the low end is earning about one hundred eighteen thousand dollars a year selling christmas trees that's a lot i mean you do gotta buy all this stuff mm-hmm. and you do have to employ people and, and you, you have, do have to wait to... like at least 10 years <laughs> but you know what you'll get there <laughs> That's the long con. Start now and you can retire and just have a nice yeah. little Christmas tree farm. Yeah. I would have it. Ooh, now my goal is to own a Christmas tree farm in Michigan. <sighs> See, I. how many of you guys are your eyes open now? Are you starting to like crunch the numbers and be like, I can do this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could do it right now. Let's go. $700 is all you have to commit a year. I'm just I, can, I might be able to do that. I can swing that. Yeah. So we're just going to keep going with Chris, <laughs> Christmas trees. This is a real quick one. When was the first Christmas tree used? This is very 
uh, ambiguous. Okay. <laughs> because, like, I'm, I'm sure everybody kind of wants to call it, but I think, because I saw something that was, like, in the 1600s, uh, but then this claim is the 16th century, which, as we know, is less than as the 1500s <laughs> right what the heck <laughs> what was it again the, the 16th century 16th century would be the 1500s yep like, i suddenly had this moment of wow i sound really dumb for all of our <laughs> listeners because that's not right yeah so i went with this claim because it was you know young older than the other claim mm-hmm. where do you think the first christmas tree originated i'm just gonna tell you it's a country don't try to go for a city or state it's we're going worldwide Ooh, worldwide it's a whole country yep um i don't know france <laughs> no not okay. france i feel like i'm gonna say it and Since i feel like it shouldn't surprise so <laughs> you germany oh okay yeah germany is credited with starting the christmas tree tradition as we know it in, in the 16th century when devout christians brought decorated trees into their homes and some built Christmas pyramids of wood and de- decorated them with evergreens and candles if wood was scarce. Hmm. So they, this is, I said, someone's going to try to pull an Edison and be like, we did it first. But I guess Ed- Edison didn't say he did it first. He just did it better. But that's not the point. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Germany is apparently where the Christmas tree supposedly originated. And it was back in the 1500s. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Good job, Germany. Yes, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I do like sitting in the dark and just looking at my lit up Christmas no, tree. No, that's literally... <sighs> so when I think about when I was talking about, you know, my therapy stuff earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I do, like, sometimes I do just turn off all the lights in the house and I turn my Christmas tree on and I lay on the couch and I just Under look a at blanket, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just stare. Yeah. I, I meant to make hot chocolate tonight. <sighs> Something so calming Gosh, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I do... That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I can't wait with Jordan. We're all just going to sit and look at the tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, you know she's going <laughs> to no square mouth that tree. Yeah. <laughs> she. What is her square mouth? Can you uh... explain? <laughs> <laughs> I just made the noise. Okay. she's doing. Jordan's doing this thing now where she's either upset or she's concentrating really hard on something like she's uh-huh. really focused she her mouth goes into like a full-on square and she goes uh <laughs> <laughs> she's contemplating mm-hmm. so i call it her square mouth and when yeah. she gets mad at you i'm like don't you square mouth me <laughs> or we're gonna square up oh right goodness. in the jaw she's a child I'll hit a child. <laughs> what? I not her. I guess she's okay. Yes, she is. She's the best. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna like take it down a little bit here now because I was not expecting this to turn into like a sad thing. Not sad, but just like a kind of depresso thing. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. But I asked, when did Mrs. Claus show up? We have all these stories about Santa, and. The history of Santa, but what about the missus? Uh-huh. <laughs> What's she up to? Mm-hmm. All right. So I won't make you guess. Uh, Mrs. Claus, we believe the first time you really hear about a wife to Santa is in 1849. Mm-hmm. Oh. Look, if you would have just given me a chance. What were you going to say? I don't, I was going with 1800s and I probably would have shot for like 1850. Yeah, 1849. Man, the one time you don't give me a chance. <laughs> no. 
Uh, it came up in a, a book of stories by James Rees. It was called A Christmas Legend. And he was a Philadelphia man, a Philadelphia-based Christian missionary man. Oh. So had a lot going for him. No, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know anything about him. But I found a website called unrememberedhistory.com. It's That's ominous. I know. It's kind of interesting. I want to see what else they got going on here. But this article was posted in December of 2016 and updated in 2020. But it says the introduction of Mrs. Claus is a real tearjerker. And I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. You said what? (laughs) So uh, the Christmas legend was part of a collection of 29 short stories written by Rees. I wanted to see if I could find it. But when they say short story, it could be like 10 pages long. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to read all that to you guys. So, but it was part of 29 other short stories. And it was compiled under the title, Mysteries of City Life or Stray Leaves from the World's Book. Leaves like tree leaves. Mm -hmm. And I actually like, I'll read this little part, even though it doesn't have to do with Mrs. Claus yet. Um, It says that each story is cleverly presented to represent the dissimilarity of many leaf types. For example, the maple leaf, Reese writes, is golden and rich and presents a sunnier disposition, while another, like the gum tree leaf, has a bloody hue and stands fit emblem of a tragic muse. He likens authors after the forest trees, which, quote, send forth their leaves unto the world. That's really deep. I know. I said, <laughs> who the heck is this Reese guy? <laughs> right. He's out here just spitting truth. Yeah. Anyway, it gives an abbreviation of the story, which the abbreviation is a bit much. Right. So I read through it, and I'm going to abbreviate the abbreviation for you. Uh-huh. Essentially, what happens is you have this family, and they're, it's, they're poor. They live in poverty. It is... Uh, two children and a husband and a wife. Okay. And he, are, yes, family of four, mother, father, daughter, son. And they're all sitting around the fireplace. It's Christmas Eve. <clears throat> and the daughter, <coughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, the daughter wants to hang stockings. Okay. And so now we know that the, at least the hanging of the stockings has been around since 1850. Mm-hmm. But she wants to hang it up, and mom is being a bitter bee for some reason. And she's like, why do you want to hang stockings? That's stupid. Don't waste (laughs) your time doing that. And she's like, but mom. She's like, I've been good. Haven't I been good? I should hang my stockings so I can get presents. And her mom's like, I guess you can leave it up. And it says, the mom says, quote, customs at least should be observed, and perhaps the young heart may not be disappointed. So okay. essentially, she's like, yeah, I if guess it'll it, shut you up. if it makes you feel better, sure, you can hang a sock on the fireplace. <laughs> right. Anyway, the dad is a little more sensitive. He's kind of more introspective and isn't um, participating in the family festivities on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve and listening to mom be a poop. Anyway, while they're all sitting around getting ready that night, there is a knock on the door. And there's two strangers that show up. It's an old and elderly couple, and they're all bundled up with everything they own. Like, they are also super impoverished. I've heard... Heard? What? I've heard too many scary stories, and I'm like, so when do they, like, turn into demons or something weird like that? 
I'm waiting for it to no. be scary. No, it's not scary. But they ask where's the nearest city and they tell them it's another two miles. And the guy's like, I don't think my wife can make it. We've been traveling all day. It's cold. We're tired. Can we please stay here? And they, the, the dad ends up telling him like, you can go ahead and stay. We've got an extra room because then he tells them about a daughter that they had. And they're like, oh, she died. <laughs> like, it kind of reminded me of Rent when it's like, she died. Her name Friends was April. April. Well, anyway, sorry about your friend. It actually says the old woman responds, dead. Alas, we all must die. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he said, the the father answers and says, dead to us, but not to the world. So you find out that daughter ran away from home seven years ago. Mm-hmm. She disappeared. And then they just never heard anything. She never sent a letter. She's just gone. And they're like, what the? (laughs) So after a lot of like awkward silence, they're like, hey, maybe we should lighten the mood. And they end up like celebrating Christmas Eve with this older couple. And they let them stay the night. Okay. The next morning, it's Christmas Day. And the family wakes up and finds that the whole room is filled with presents. There's books and games and toys. And the kids are like, holy crap, I'm so happy. Right. <laughs> um, and she's like, I told you the sock would work. <laughs> yeah, the sock. <laughs> so now our writer, Rees, he kind of sets up the moral of the story here. And it says, quote, there are moments when the doors of memory and the bright sunshine of hope make the future all clear. S- excuse me. <laughs> What the heck? Sorrow is not eternal. It has its changes. It stops. It's antidote. It's antidote. They came in the moment of trial and presto, the whole scene of life is venerated in the pleasing colors of fancy. So he gives you this like big grandiose moral to say that the the two, the older couple is not there in the morning, but in their place is their daughter and a man. The daughter that has been missing for seven years. And of course, initially they're mad and they said, what the heck? (laughs) Where have you been for seven years? Was that the old couple that showed up? They were the old couple. And it, the dad, when he says he lashes out at the girl when she approaches him and says, stand back. And and he chastises the man who's with her. And she's like, no, this is, he's a good man. This is my husband. And he's like, oh, that's where you went you ran away with a man seven years ago Mm -hmm. and she essentially tells him that she met him she was young and in love and foolish and ran off with him and they ran away to england Mm -hmm. um where they inherited or he inherited a large estate her husband did and she tried to send letters home but they were never received but now she has returned back on christmas day and she brings the gift of love and hope and asks if they can forgive her and they do say all is forgiven and that is the story of the first time you see you he, he's essentially santa claus he's brought all these toys and stuff because they allowed him into their home okay. he blessed them with gifts and he has a wife so that is the closest thing we can find to a first mentioning of a mrs claus interesting it's interesting. Really weird. Sorry that all just like, I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. So. Yeah. It, it, yeah. What she showed me on her phone, it is much, much more than that. I know. I was like skimming, trying to get through as much of it as I can. But yeah, that's uh, that's the first time we hear about Mrs. Claus. 
So it's an estranged daughter who disappears and shows back up seven years later with her husband, Santa. <laughs> I don't know if that's his name. but uh, That'd be rough if that was like actually someone's name. I guess someone had to have it. Yeah, but I am interested. Oh, wait, no, that's Satan. Sorry. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I do want to see if I can find the actual short story and read it. Because, it, I mean, I'd read it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds moralistic and mm-hmm. nice i don't think that's a word but it is now so mm-hmm. well and just i've never heard of this guy before especially being an english major of course there's a million authors out there the the odds of me running into this one were slim but i liked his description about the uh, authors being different types of leaves and the leaves being sent out into the world and i was like oh this guy oh, wow that's deep yeah yeah but that's mrs claus all right well an even more important woman during the holiday season. Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably, debatably, the most important woman during the Christmas season. What I am going to discuss now, and I was I was the one that suggested this one. I said, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, we're going to discuss why Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You has a chokehold on the entire world. <laughs> So let's get into it. I, I like how I shorthand. I said, "Why Mariah Carey? <laughs> Why Mariah?" This is so. It's this is a little lengthier. I I feel like we just babble on anyway. But this is coming from abc.net.au. So Australia. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. It's. I thought it was all interesting. This was actually a really long article, and I just picked out what I thought was notable. I think, what up? I'm a music major. I have my degree in music business. I am very particular about noises and sounds. So I did want to know, like, what is it about this song, this 1994 hit that has stuck around with the likes of, like, you know, White Christmas and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah. And why, why is it up there? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go all Fibonacci on this hoe and like figure out <laughs> what golden ratio she's hit here. Spoilers, it does not meet the golden ratio. So that's fine. That's whatever. Oh, okay. <clears throat> in an interview with Business Insider in 2013, co-writer, uh, you know, whatever his name is. I don't know. So she she what? had a co-writer for a really long time who co-wrote all I Want for Christmas is You with her. The name is Horrid. I am so sorry. Afanasif. No, yes. that's, yeah. <laughs> Noted that he was fairly surprised that the track was as commercially successful as it was because it didn't adhere to the conventional holiday music or the sounds of the time. Like, mm-hmm. they were surprised that it did what it did. And actually, he said, quote, my first reaction was, that sounds like someone doing vo- voice scales. Uh, are you sure that's what you want? And as is Mariah Carey's want... Carrie knew exactly what she wanted and kept the melody true to her vision, resulting in a song that this guy says has stayed on top due to precisely that. It's up-tempo sound, a near rarity in the offerings of American Christmas songs. Because they're all very, like, yeah, what did I just list somber. off? White Christmas, I'll Be Home for Christmas, Have Yourself, like, they're all very slow and, like, Slay this ride. Is, dum-dum. Oh, my God. <laughs> this startled me. <laughs> that one is not somber. I know. Uh, That's not to say that the song is simple in any way, however. The melody of All I Want for Christmas is astoundingly complicated considering how simple it seems the songwriter and... And the writer is... Sorry. The songwriter and 
and the writer is podcast host Ross Golan tells time. The brain uh, latches on... You didn't speak right, sir. Uh, The brain latches on songs after the listener invests significant time to learn them. That song in particular is now neurologically built into the zeitgeist. (laughs) Yeah. This song is a testament to something that Mariah Carey is still undervalued for, her songwriting. Beauty writer and self-professed lifelong lamb for the uninitiated lambs or the lamely are the devoted fans of Mariah Carey. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, Tynan Sinks tells time. Mariah Carey wrote this song. Isn't that crazy? It's such a classic that people think it's a cover of something else, but it's a Mariah Carey original, baby. (laughs) She just sat down one day and literally invented Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh, in 2015, Slate reported that the song's seemingly magic ability to put you in a festive holiday mood is actually because it's of its dulcet harmony, which contains at least 13 distinct chords, including a specific minor subdominant chord, which they dub the most Christmassy chord of all. And it is true, it is found in almost all notable Christmas songs that you hear, notably White Christmas. Uh, Oh, I need to just keep reading my notes. See, look, I know my notes so well. And is found in songs like Irving Berlin's classic White Christmas. In a deep dive into the song's structure at Quartz, musicologist and Switched on Pop podcast host Nate Sloan also revealed that since Carrie was inspired by old school holiday music, she used an AABA song structure that was popular in the 40s and 50s and that was used for songs like Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which can do plenty for holiday nostalgia for the good old days. Hmm. That all, I don't know if that means anything to anybody that's not musically savvy. To me, it's like, oh, that's really basic and I don't mean to like mansplain to you. But the whole AABA thing in in music structure is think of Frosty the Snowman. You do Frosty the Snowman. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then you do the same thing again. And then they're like, there must have been some magic. So you do A, you do A again. And then B is there must have been some magic. And then you come back to the Frosty the Snowman. Uh-huh. For some reason, that structure is really popular with Christmas songs if you start to listen to it. And although All I Want for Christmas is You is like way more involved no offense mm-hmm. then frosty the snowman or red rudolph the red-nosed reindeer it is the same aaba structure she does the same line same line her chorus same line yeah that, that is it and i give i like i feel like i give mariah Carey a lot of crap but there is a lot of musicality behind it and mm-hmm. that for her to have done that research and they bring up a good point i thought because it's been around so long, I'm like, surely it had to be a cover of something, but it's Cause not. Because it, it was instantly a classic, and people are like, so it's, this is a Whose cover. song is this? Yeah. yeah. And it, Mariah Carey wrote it, co-wrote it with Anastasia. I can't think of how to say his, I don't know how to say his name. Going on, unlike Rudolph and Frosty, however, Carey's track provides a more adult take on a Christmas song, which also proved to be a boon. And I, these are things that I didn't think about, and it's kind of interesting. Like, it's a, good, it's a good point as to why it's also as popular as it is. Yeah. By a skewing children-centric holiday iconography like Santa and Rudolph for Carrie's trademark musical subject, Love and Romance, she reached a whole new and very large demographic with a theme that everyone could identify with. 
It's not a religious song, Andrew Mall, assistant professor of music at Northeastern University, tells Time. She talks about Christmas, but no religious beliefs. It's actually a love song. Anyone can inhabit those lyrics. The lover is not named. The lover is not gendered. So anyone can put themselves in that position as needing someone to love at the holidays. It's a secular love song, uh, sorry, and not a religious Christmas carol. Maul also attributes the song's popularity to nostalgia of another kind, for the 90s as a whole, especially the music of the time. Say what you want about 90s style, it was horrific. But like (laughs) 90s music is hard to top. For some reason, 90s music is just like, it has that vibe that like, it is so nostalgic, but that's true. But yeah, yeah. So what he's saying, she just happens to mention Christmas time, but there's no religion involved. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mention a name. Also, doesn't gender the person. Like all she, it's you. She's talking about you. Who is you? So like, a guy can sing it, a girl can sing it. Uh, the they's, the gays, the them's can all sing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it fits everybody's vibe because it's not specific to anyone or anything except love, which like everybody can wrap their head around. So it's a love right. song. It is a Christmassy love song. And if you're curious, that Christmassy chord, the Christmas chord that makes every Christmas song, so like it's just, so I'm not going to sing it. The guy who explained it, played it and sang it. So you got, it's a four chord song with lots in between. You get your, I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents. And then that, like that, yeah, underneath the Christmas tree, and it feels a little like your skin is like, please finish, and then it falls into, I, I just want you for my, my yeah. yeah, it's the guy explained it as it's almost like melting into the next chord, the Christmassy chord to end all Christmas chords is a D minor seven flat nine, okay, which it's, yeah, it is a, it is, what do you say? It's like this, like warm and then spicy. And then melty, just really nice. It, there's a dissonance to it that you know it's going to finish and it does. And you're like, oh, thank God. Like you can breathe. And now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got, I was really excited to cover that little tidbit because I am very much into music and the things, the reasons why music affects us the way that it does. Maybe I should just do music psychology. There might actually be money there. What? (laughs) (laughs) Music therapy, like, is a whole big deal. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I would consider it. But, yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I learned recently that apparently, so, like, when you get cold chills when you listen to music, when it just hits right, uh, I think only, like, 50% of the population experiences that. You guys are missing out. For those of you that don't, oh my gosh like you don't understand because it is silly it's you know that line that i'm talking as i was saying it you went because mm-hmm. mm, you know it's coming and you can hear it in your head you're like yeah oh, okay <laughs> it's like popping your back yes <laughs> so, <laughs> uh so that is why just i don't know it's just a staple it was in the 90s 94 really solid 90s time mm-hmm. there's the nostalgia that chord that gives you the Christmassy vibe there's actually like sort of a musical science behind why it is so popular Mm -hmm. and also there was a big thing about like mariah carey markets herself as a christmas artist and like the more money you put into marketing the more effective it is that's just the way the world works yeah like i mean whether she paid for her spot or not it doesn't matter it worked 
Yeah. Like, she has truthfully... thawed out. She has... He, the whole joke of, like, she's thawing. <laughs> Once Halloween's <laughs> over, she starts thawing for Christmas. She is fully thawed. She's ready to go, folks. Yeah. Well, when I hear that song, instantly, when I think of Mariah Carey, what she looks like, what is she wearing? A, a red, red dress mm-hmm. with a white trim. Mm-hmm. That is what she has to wear. Yeah. That's... I mean... She's gonna get buried in it. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> All right. There you go. Speaking of food and sizzly and <laughs> spicy and melty and mm, we're going to end this on a we're delicious not I got one more after this. It's a light one, though. Oh, do you? Yeah. I know because I didn't clump together my two. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Well, it. we're almost finished here and I'm going to get you <laughs> with um, the most popular Christmas dish. Mm. Now, and this is in the United States, I will say. Yes. And... I got two different websites because there's some disagreements. Go freaking figure. Well, yeah. But I got from tasteofhome.com and good2.com. Okay. They both gave the fir- the same number one answer, which can you guess what is the most popular Christmas dish in the United States? Uh, for cr- Oh, you said Christmas dish. Yes. Fruitcake. No. Okay, that's what they call me in high school. What? what? <laughs> no, it's um. Is it? I was a little ham? surprised. No, it's not a protein. It's not a protein. Okay. Uh, oh gosh, I don't. I genuinely, I because a uh, uh, cranberry sauce. No, I don't. It's know. um, roasted potatoes. Okay, yeah, absolutely not. I would not have mm-hmm. guessed that. Now, Taste of Home gives us the top five, which, uh, I mean, here we go. This is my plate. Roasted <laughs> potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> Hold on, I only got through the second one. <laughs> French fries. No. <laughs> Ash brown. <laughs> Potato cakes. <laughs> no no okay here we go man i'm just tired (laughs) okay here's the top five from taste of home okay roasted potatoes mashed potatoes turkey (laughs) bread and rolls and stuffing (laughs) starch and carbs and a little protein thrown in there sorry i'm still Oh my god, I almost said stuffing too. Okay. Goodtogo.com says the number, the top five is roasted potatoes, carrots, turkey, gravy, and stuffing. <laughs> Literally anything regarding mashed potatoes now. And it cracks me up that one of the most popular dishes is just gravy. <laughs> just give me a bowl of that gravy. Yeah. Chibla gravy. gravy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, want- I mean, it's true. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that like gravy is really popular because like sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I won't look at you. I know what you're gonna say. I don't know. You get a lot of food. Slash. Sometimes the turkey's really dry, so you just like pour gravy on everything. It goes down a lot easier. God. Okay, I wanted to. uh, We'll see how quick I can get through this. Um, (laughs) I'll make my next segment fast. Okay. 
I didn't I I kind of wanted to tie in uh, our theme or what we have going on our normal days, which is going through the United States alphabetically. Oh, right. So I look I also came across a list of the most iconic dishes in every state for Christmas time. See, and now I'm curious because don't you always see things that it's like you guys actually eat fill in the blank here? I'm like, no. Who no. told you that? Who eats the, fish and spaghetti? No, fish and spaghetti. That, You've seen that too. Yeah. Uh, cinnamon rolls and chili. Where? Here? Here. That, the Midwest. Where? Is it, it's like, it's definitely cinnamon rolls and like chili or spaghetti. It's one of those that I was like, who? Like, it yeah. doesn't sound bad. Of course it doesn't sound bad, but who? <laughs> okay. I'm going to run through it as fast as I can. This is coming from delish.com. Very reputable. Here we go. Alabama is crescent recipes. Very vague. What? I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, this is, again, Christmas <clears throat> dishes, holiday dishes. Um, at Alaska is crab legs. I mean, you work with what you got. Uh, Arizona is flan. Oh, okay. Arkansas is pecan pie. Ugh. California is stuffing. Surprised. I am surprised. It's not like <laughs> vegan something. Or, that's so douchey, but kind I of. I know. Colorado is popovers. Popovers. Mm-hmm. I think I like can kind of picture what they are. Connecticut is turkey. Mm. Delaware is gingerbread cookies. Interesting. Florida is cranberry relish. <sighs> yeah. Georgia is green bean casserole. Of course, of course. Hawaii is Kahlua pig. Mm-hmm. Idaho is prime rib out My, here living wow. large. <laughs> Illinois is hot chocolate. That is not a food, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> right next to the gravy. <laughs> okay, Indiana, you want to take a guess at what our most iconic dish is for the holidays? If it's not corn casserole, I'm going to flip a table. It is a casserole, but it's not corn casserole. Green bean casserole. It's not green beans. Uh, sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato yeah. casserole. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. With the marshmallows, not sorry. Mm-hmm. That's Indiana. Iowa is apple cake, which sounds wonderful. And like apple spice cake. What? Yeah. Yeah. Kansas is mashed potatoes. Kentucky is bread pudding. What is wrong with you? I love bread pudding. <laughs> Listen... Moggers that I used to work at go uh-huh. get their bread pudding. Ten out of ten okay. recommend. Louisiana is gumbo. Okay, Maine. That's I so, was. <laughs> that's so. Uh, that's I, stereotypical. It's the iconic dish okay, of the state. Okay, if you disagree, let us know. This came from delish.com. Go to them. I do not, not disagree us. with Indianas at all. Yeah, Maine is rib roast, which I would have thought would be a fish mm-hmm. or some type of seafood in Maine, but whatever. Yeah. Um. Maryland is crab cakes. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts is cranberry sauce. So we've got the cranberry sauce relish, cranberry and sauce. Relish. They are different. Mm-hmm. Michigan is sugar cookies. Michigan. I'm, what the heck? <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota is Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think of like the little shortbread cookies with like the, the glittery. Ooh, yeah. Stri- yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trees and ornaments. Yeah. Mississippi is pecan pie. Ugh. Missouri is butter cake. I'm pretty sure pecan that pecan pie is the first duplicate we've had. Yes. Uh, Missouri is butter, butter cake. cake. Montana is ribeye. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Nebraska is catfish. Nevada <laughs> is beef stew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> New Hampshire is pumpkin pie. Oh, uh, yeah. North Carolina is cornbread dressing. Mm. 
cornbread dressing. That so either corn cake or corn casserole. Maddie calls it corn cake. She does not like that we say casserole. It's fine. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, North Dakota is oh my god. Um, Lefse, L E F S E. It kind of looks like um, y'all are gonna kill me. Like sort of like a, a tortilla mm-hmm. or a pita of mm-hmm. some sorts, and you can f- make it sweet and savory, and you just fill it with crap. Where is this at? That is in North Dakota. That's so okay. Uh, Ohio is Buckeyes, which oh, we just I just had, had one. Made myself all gummy. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma is cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon is roast turkey. Okay. And yes, I have to differentiate. It is roast turkey in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania is Pizzelles, which is like a lacy cookie. Okay, looking. yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, it's those things, I can picture it, but I'm like, I don't know how to, it's a very thin, like, wafer-like cookie. Yes, okay. yeah. Rhode Island is apple pie. Mm-hmm. South Carolina is pecan pie. Okay. South Dakota is ham. Ham. <laughs> Just ham. Tennessee is sweet potatoes. Texas is deep-fried turkey. Uh, God. Utah is green bean casserole. Vermont is pancakes. Now... I'm going to tell you when I saw the picture, I was like, that's not a pancake. Are you guys okay? Right. It's essentially a maple butter blondie. Uh, a brownie. Yeah. It's like a dessert. It's a blondie brownie, but it's maple butter, and they call them pancakes. Interesting. I mean, literally, I did not want to be this person. I'm like, it's going to have syrup in it. So, it, like, it does. It does. Virginia is peanut butter pie. Haven't oh, I know. God, I love peanut butter pie. Washington is mulled wine. You know, I've made mulled wine before. I have a bottle in there ready again. And it's <laughs> just like, it's all right. I guess it dep- obviously depends on the wine. West Virginia is hot buttered rum. Wisconsin is cheesy potatoes. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> and Wyoming is fudge. We don't discriminate. Any fudge will do. Mm -hmm. I feel like I skipped. There was one in here. I swear to you, it just said fish. And I said, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Maybe Wyoming was fish. But yeah, it was. uh, That's it. That's all 50. That's all the U.S. states. 50 states, right? I think so. I didn't keep count. If we left you out, yell at us. Tell us. I did. I skipped a line. I knew I did. I was like, I'm missing one because I didn't say New Mexico. Oh, sorry, okay, New so Mexico. Geez. After Montana's ribeye, Nebraska's catfish, beef stew, blah, blah, blah. Um, New Jersey, because I told you New Hampshire is pumpkin pie. New Jersey. I bet you guys are like, what the heck? Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> New Jersey is fish. <laughs> fish. <laughs> New Mexico is tamales. Mm. New York is apple pie so american that's what i have two lines that have pie at the end so i skipped a line those mm. were the ones i missed that okay sorry guys those were like important ones too my bad yeah not my bad Megan's bad geez I, I was kind of annoyed because i'm like of course you'd put tamales on new mexico but i mean it it's the iconic dish for each state and or vermont with the syrup and pancakes, i was like pancakes yeah yeah pancakes weird. which it sounds good when you say it's a blondie that sounds better right when i read pancakes i was like Mm-mm, no. no i'm gonna have to look up what a lefse yeah i know i'm saying it wrong what the heck is lefse and what state was it again it was in north dakota yeah, I don't know. That's all I have for food. Look though. it up yeah. on your own time because we got we got to keep moving. This is literally like our longest episode to date. Is it really? Holy crap! Yeah.
Yeah, we've been here a hot minute, huh? All right, Christmas. All Woo-hoo. right, so one more, and we're going to end on a controversial note. By And controversial, I mean uh, number one Christmas movies. What is the most popular Christmas movie this time of year, which is Christmas? I know what is in our family, but I don't know if that resounds all around. So with zero context, zero context, mm-hmm. timeout.com says the most popular Christmas movie is any guesses is it gonna be like is it a classic like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer it's a classic okay or is it frosty the snowman neither what it is it's a wonderful life okay i so i took the top 10 mm-hmm. there it was a long list this is no context from timeout.com take it up with them T- number one is it's a wonderful life okay number two Die Hard. Number three, Gremlins. Number Ooh. four, Elf. Keep your notes to yourself for a second. Number five, Bad Santa. Number six, Home Alone. Number seven, Christmas Story. Eight, Edward Scissorhands. Nine, The Snowman, which the F. And number <laughs> ten was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. They pooled mostly men. And, so uh, there was, I was like scrolling up and down the website and I said, based on what? And literally nothing. This person that wrote this article, that's who it's based on. That's apparently. their top 10. So I said, <laughs> now with some actual numbers. Okay. <clears throat> from screencrush.com. And this is still going to be kind of weird. I'll be honest. According to that, according to this measure, the top worldwide grossing grosses all time here are the most popular Christmas movies ever made. Some of the titles on this list will probably surprise you. Okay. So this is movies, highest grossing movies, like numbers can't lie. Once again, I don't know if we're counting for inflation, but truthfully, the age gap between these movies is not huge. There's not like really old movies, and it's it's all, I would say, within, oh, I don't know, 30, 40 year gap. Okay. So I don't know if inflation would really help it or not, or hinder it. So here is, based on real numbers, the most popular Christmas movies ever made. Starting at number 10, The Santa Claus 2. Okay. I went, uh, I put, uh, (laughs) (laughs) at 9, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Never in my life. Okay. At number 8 is The Santa Claus. All right. Classic. Number seven is The Holiday. Never heard of it. I think I've heard of it, but... At number six, and I hate it, but the numbers are there, is Elf. Elf is probably one of my least favorite Christmas movies. Okay, that's not true. It's just, I find it very obnoxious. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It is very hard. The only reason why I enjoy it is Zoe Deschanel, and you can use your obvious context clues why. (laughs) Uh, at number five, with their dead soulless eyes, the Polar Express. (laughs) (laughs) At number four, the 2009 animated A Christmas Carol. Okay. I know. It's like, when I see the pictures, I'm like, it makes sense. At number three, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Yeah. At number two is you want to guess i haven't uh, let you guess on any of these home alone 
Yes. <gasps> oh. Of all of the Christmas movies you could have picked, <laughs> it is in fact Home Alone. And at number one, and I'm not going to let you guess because I will tell you right now, we will sit here all day and you will never get it. Grossing okay. over $500 million, $511 million. Uh-huh. <clears throat> 2018's animated The Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch. Really? I... Wow. Yeah. Not a Christmas story. <clears throat> no. A Christmas story was not up there. Not um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No. Weird. Not... Yeah, no Christmas Vacation, no It's a Wonderful Life, no Frosty the Snowman, no Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, no... Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those are the top 10 highest grossing Christmas movies of all time. Wow. Um, but okay. the thing is, like, the one of the newest movies on that list is The Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch, and I'm like, is that because... Well, no, it was 2018. I was going to say, is that because people got let loose after COVID? But like, truthfully, in movie theaters, I'm sure have been shot in the foot because of COVID because people just don't go out. Like people stopped, they stopped making movie premieres because of it. Yeah. But anyway, that that's the list, whether you like it or not. I'm kind of sad because Christmas Vacation is one that we watch every year. I say, what is your favorite Christmas movie? I, it's weird, but I think it has become Christmas Vacation. I do. Mm-hmm. I do like Christmas Vacation, but I also like Home Alone. Home Alone is really good. I do like that one. Uh, man, I don't know. That's a really hard one. I'm not big. Like, I do like Christmas movies. I did, for the first time, watch White Christmas, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, was it with Gene Kelly and oh, man? I feel like such a dummy right now. I think it's Bing Crosby still, uh-huh. but it was pretty good. It's it's obviously very old, but it's a good classic. Yeah, mm, I just like the, the felt animated ones. Those are all good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but probably yeah. Christmas Vacation, Christmas sto- a Christmas story. I'm like. Mm. I don't know. It just gives me weird vibes. <laughs> they say our city's name in it. You have to like it. Yeah, the line goes all the way back to Terre Haute. If and he never, says it right. Yeah, if you've never noticed in the Christmas in a Christmas story when he's in line to go see Santa in the mall or whatever, uh-huh. he talks. He says the line's so long it goes to Terre Haute, and he does say it Terre Haute. Yep. Wild, our one claim to fame. <laughs> also, Steve Martin hates us. So yeah. <laughs> And Will oh. Ferrell shot a beer commercial here. Terre Haute old Milwaukee, has, yeah. yeah, Old Milwaukee. Terre Haute has some weird little tidbits. Mm-hmm. All right, this was a long one. I thought it was fun. I don't know if you guys liked her. You, you know what? I don't. If you like it or <gasps> Are not, you say, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally our podcast. You're here. <laughs> it was a fun episode. You're here, so you it, must like it. It it bordered on a tan. Uh, it is a tangent. It's a but tangent. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Christmas tangent, so it was fun. Jesus, this was a long one. Oh well, it's okay. <laughs> that's fine. We'll wrap well, long it up. for us. I've listened to longer podcasts before. Oh yeah, I've listened to podcasts over two hours long. Mm-hmm. I, I was afraid you're gonna be like, we're at two hours. I'd cry. Uh, about an hour forty. <gasps> okay. Wow. Holy <laughs> yeah. cow! Look at us just. Going on, going on and on. Right. Well, that's going to end this and episode. I know. We didn't cover even like, there are so many things we could have talked about. Yeah. We skipped a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's uh, going to 
kick off our Christmas holiday season. Yeah, we're going to, to get ourselves in the Christmas spirit, our goal is to hope, maybe try to keep each episode a little bit Christmas-centric. Mm-hmm. We shall see what happens with that. So our next state's coming up. Hopefully you, <laughs> you're you happy with it. We'll see what we can find. Yeah. You be, well, you're going to like it. You so, will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsothesaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.